Ah, wonderful. If you're here for the first time, it's wonderful uh, to have you with us. Uh, we believe that God's got a great plan for your life. And uh, that plan can be discovered through knowing him personally, knowing him through Jesus Christ, through faith in him, and also following his way and his word and being filled with God, really, filled with the Holy Spirit so that we can know and understand uh, who he is and what he wants for our lives. Well, just as we were finishing worship there, um, in Psalm 139, it says, your eyes saw my unformed body before I was even created. And as human beings, let alone those who are new creations, who've been redeemed by God, we are created in the image of God. And creation, when God made you, he saw exactly what he wanted before he formed you. So he imagined what you'd look like. He imagined what you'd do. He imagined who he would put you with. It's amazing. Your eyes saw my unformed body. And God has really laid on our hearts in this season to really speak on having a godly imagination, to see things differently and to take life from his perspective. Now we all use our imaginations and some of you might say, well, doesn't this kind of move into fantasy? Well, it can do because Disney has created a lot and earned a lot of money through fantasy, pigs talking. But it's a fantasy, pigs can't talk. They weren't created to talk. And uh, so we're not speaking about fantasy. We're not talking about having images in our minds and hearts of things that are silly and make-believe. But we are talking about having God's mind through his word, through the word of God and seeing it with the eyes of your heart, with faith. When you're born again, your spirit can see life as God wants you to see it. Jesus said, unless you're born again, you can't see the kingdom of heaven. And so you have a born again, Holy Spirit filled heart. And God has created eyes in the, that heart to see. And we, we call it, we see by faith. We see into the invisible. Hebrews 11 verse one says, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. So you're seeing things before you see things in God and it's faith. And faith comes from, how does faith come guys? from hearing and hearing by the word of God. Romans 10, 17 tells us that. So when you hear God's word, 
Not only can you receive faith, but you can also receive a different sight on your life. You can see yourself differently. You can see your body different. You can see things happening in your life according to what God says is possible for you. And faith is being sure, that's a certainty, that's a confidence in God and what he says of what we hope for. Now hope is always speaking about an expectation of good things happening. So when God says, I've got plans to give you a hope and a future, that hope is to give you a positive outlook, a mental picture, including faith, a trust that God will fulfill that promise in your life. Faith and hope, mentally visualizing a good future, plans to prosper so that you're gonna do well. You're gonna live as more than a conqueror. God sees, you might see yourself as a failure this morning, but God sees you're more than a conqueror. Oh my word, did somebody say amen? Um, Because it's God's word, Romans tells us this. You are more than a conqueror in Christ, not in your natural self, but you, are looking completely different to God than you can see yourself often. Unless you kind of get the right picture on the inside and believe what God says about you. So things that are not yet present, you can imagine them. So if I spoke, if I just used a word, dog, you would probably describe to me a dog you already know or have in your memory bank. And you can visualize that dog and you can tell me what color it is, what size it is and what it did. Did it bite you or did you stroke it? And that's something that you can visualize. The word dog, very few people see D-O-G. They don't see letters, they see an animal. Because words create images. Don't they? Big Ben. You didn't imagine Apple Watch. You saw something because in your mind you can see what is not present. It's in London. It's real, but it's not here. And that's what faith does. It sees what's real according to what God says and starts to imagine and create a picture of that coming into your experience. And this understanding about the power of a godly imagination, I believe is gonna really help you to receive from God the miracles because this has to happen on the inside of us before we see the outside change. Tell somebody next to you, God's got to fix you on the inside before it'll happen on the outside. <laughs> fix me on the inside, Lord, that's what I'm saying, because he's, he's, he's working on me. And I pray that he'll work on you this morning to uh, kind of, partner with him to see a manifestation 
of all that he has promised and says is ours in Christ Jesus. You know, when we were praying beforehand, Pastor Andrea saw a vision as we were praying. Isn't it funny how God speaks? He gives visuals. And she said she saw a plane coming down, an aeroplane coming down to land. And it's like she said, God is going to do something in this meeting to pull up that plane and get you thinking and seeing as God sees. So for those of you who say it's going down, God's saying it's going to go up. For those of you who are saying it's not working, God says it's going to work. So there's going to be a pulling up in this meeting through understanding how God made us in his image. Remember, his eyes saw you before you became materialized. So he saw it before it happened. That's how Jesus operated. He said, I only do what I see my father doing. And the father loves me. I know you know you're loved. In Christ Jesus, do you know you're so loved? The Father loves me. You could say that out loud. The Father loves me. In Christ, I'm loved. The Father loves me, Jesus said, and he shows me what he is doing. What an exciting life. God shows on the screen of your heart and mind inside a different visual that might be playing out on the outside. On the outside, the enemy has a playlist or something visual. He's showing you all the bad things that could happen, all the negative things that's going to happen in your future, the things that are going wrong. God wants to show you what's going right before it becomes manifest. Faith being sure of what we hope for, certain of what we don't see. When I grew up, um, I grew up in Zimbabwe. My first 10 years of my life were in a landlocked country in the center of Africa. How many of you from Zimbabwe here today? Oh, bring it on. Look, here we are. I'm sure we're the front runners. <laughs> anyway, that's not true. Don't get that on the screen of your heart. Anyway, <laughs> as I grew up, um, I would read storybooks, as children do, about seasides. And because Zimbabwe is landlocked, I'd never seen the sea. And that didn't mean it wasn't there. Because it always was there. But you had to go to the sea to see it, okay? So I always thought, oh, wouldn't it be nice to play in the sand and swim in the sea? I'd been taught in a swimming pool how to swim, especially in Africa, you really, it's something you really learn. You know how to swim from a very young age. They chuck you in and say, swim, and you swim. <laughs> and uh, anyway, uh, my dad said to me one day, he said, do you know what we're gonna do? I said, what? He said, we're going on holiday. Where are we going? Where are we going? We're going to Durban, which is on the sea, by the sea in South Africa. And I said, are we? He said, yes. You see, my father spoke words to me. 
And you know what happened when he said those words? I started to see myself on the beach. Those words created an image of where I was going and what I was going to experience. And so I packed a swimming costume, as children do, because they take the father's words. (sighs) Our heavenly father take his words and they start to imagine it happening. They start seeing themselves living it. Isn't it time we live the dream that our Father has for us? But we fix the inside before it happens on the outside. That's why God is concerned with us hearing the word and meditating on it day and night. What does that mean? If we're going to be successful as God intends success to be, then we need to meditate on it. As Joshua chapter 1 tells us, day and night. That means to think about, ponder, and create an image, an inner picture of what the Word is saying, what the promise of God says. Now you see, not many people do this in our day, which is why we don't see the miracles. Amen, good preaching, Pastor Judith. Because to meditate takes time, it takes focus. You've got to get one promise and work with that one to meet the need or the, to solve the problem or to see what God says about you happening. You don't need many, you'll get confused. Like I knew I was going to the beach, I wasn't confused, I'm not going to Alton Towers. I didn't have split vision, I knew exactly what God or what my father wanted to do. And so I was visualizing that and I knew I was gonna experience it. Can you see that? And you take one word and you start to imagine yourself living it out. Living God's dream, living God's vision for your life. It's incredible. But the enemy wants to shut down your imagination with disappointment, with vain imagination, which means plans that have got nothing to do with God for your life, or even with evil imaginations really sinful pictures in your heart and mind. God wants to clear up those pictures and move them out through the blood of Jesus. Because if we confess our sin, God will clear the screen. Forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. How are we doing? Thank God for the blood of Jesus. That when we get the wrong picture, we can be forgiven, but we need a restored, a new picture on the inside and start seeing ourselves forgiven, not guilty. I'm blessed with every blessing in Christ, Ephesians 1 says. I couldn't be more blessed than I am now. You might be sitting there and say, well, I can't see blessing in my marriage. I can't see blessing at work. That's because you're not visualizing and seeing it first on the inside 
because then it'll happen on the outside. You won't go where you don't see you can. It's hot up here. This is good preaching and it's costing me. But you know you can't go where you can't see. You won't be all God's called you to be if you don't first imagine it. This was played out this week with Pastor Andrea's dog. Frankie is his name. It's a ridiculous name. He's like a joke dog. He's like a joke dog. His tongue is too long for his mouth. And so all you get is this. It's like he's poking your tongue out, his tongue out all the time. Anyway, he's a cutie. He's an absolute cutie. Anyway, we were observing this dog and I watched him. He was on the sofa opposite on his rug so the sofa doesn't stink. And you can wash the rug. Anyway, that matters to me an awful lot. There we go. It matters to her. So he's on the sofa and, you know, he's quite big now for a puppy. And he can do a lot of things, but he was on this sofa doing this. He was desperate to be with us. Now the sofa literally isn't much higher than this. But in his mind, because he'd never done it, he couldn't see himself doing it. So he never did it. And I said out loud, I said, look at him. This is the message in operation. He cannot imagine himself being able to do that. And so he's stuck. How many of you want to get rid of stuck in your life and start seeing yourself doing what Jesus said you can do? But you're stuck because you don't think you can. And so you don't make the very short distance from, I'm seeing myself jumping down and just doing, I mean, it's nothing for this dog. But in his head, he's got a visual, can't. Church, we're not playing church. Jesus said, believers, that's you. How many, how many believers in the house? believe in Jesus Christ, will lay hands on the sick. And what's the visual? What's the visual? Not it won't work. Jesus has a visual. They're gonna recover. Oh my goodness me. Oh, praise the Lord, praise the Lord. We're taking off, Lord. We're pulling this back. The engine's, yep. I can see us going off. We can win and we can start seeing what we've never seen. Like Frankie, we may not have seen this before, but we can fix the inside, our hearts and minds. So we start to see a manifestation of the miracle working power of Jesus Christ. Ah, praise the Lord. We once were in a meeting and we've been teaching all day. It's before we planted the church here. And Pastor Andrea and I went to many nations preaching the word. We had 
so many amazing experiences with God and watching what God was doing. It was, it was an awesome time. And uh, we'd done a teaching day. And I remember I'd been teaching on faith and receiving from God. And there was this older lady who came to the teaching that day, who was in a wheelchair. Now, I don't know why she was. I don't believe she'd always been in a wheelchair. But whatever had happened to her feet or her legs, it meant she couldn't properly walk. I, don't th I think she could probably stumble somewhere, but she wasn't walking. And she was wearing these kind of Velcro soft slippers, you know, that you Velcro on. Ooh. And her son brought her into the teaching day. And anyway, in the evening, I said, we're going to have a time of ministry, of receiving from God. And whatever had happened in her heart and mind that day had created a visual on the inside of seeing herself, not being unable to walk, but being able to walk. Because that's what the Word of God does. The anointed Word of the living God is able to create faith and bring a picture of what is possible with God in your life. And as she was wheeled in in the evening, it wasn't a big meeting. I think there might have been 50 people there. Didn't matter. Jesus would go to one place just for one. One person. And although there were lots more once this happened. Anyway, she, she was wheeled in and on her lap, there were a pair of shoes. Did you get it yet? Are you there? On her lap were a pair of shoes. Shoes that aren't just used like slippers on the inside of the house. Shoes that can walk in the rain and walk on tarmac. And um, I, I remember going to her and saying, you brought your shoes. Not really, this is how in the spirit I was. I didn't really understand what she was doing. I was thinking, why, is, why has this woman got shoes? She said, I'm walking out of here. When you lay hands, we laid hands on her. She said, I've seen that after the laying on of hands, I ain't been wheeled out. I don't see myself staying in this. How many of you say, want to say that over your life? I don't see myself staying in this. I don't see myself staying in this. I'm walking out of this. Well, I mean, the, the work was done in her. She'd been fixed on the inside. Oh, happy day. I mean, it was the easy, it was just dreamy to pray for. I'm talking dreamy, you know, because when somebody's ready to receive the impartation, the life and the power of God will flow through like this. It's like an unhindered river of power. And we just laid hands on her. You couldn't, she didn't fall over in the chair. 
she just put her shoes on. The most normal event possible. Did we feel anything? No, but we knew it had happened. So she popped those Bobby Dazzler shoes on and she just got up and started to walk out the meeting. Isn't that wonderful? Isn't Jesus wonderful? You know, he knows how to fix us. You and I think we need to look to heaven and say, God, do something. He says, I want to fix it. And it starts on the inside of you. That you start seeing yourself not as useless. Stop seeing yourself as a fearful, anxious person. Because God has not given you a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. Think of that. Imagine that. Imagine goodness and mercy following you. All that's happening and coming on your life is the goodness of God. All the days of your life, not dread, fear. Uh, It's going to be a bad outcome. Things are going to go wrong. I'm never going to succeed. I'm nothing, no good. I am not intelligent enough. I don't, oh, come on, it's time. It's time we start to get a different picture on the inside because God says completely different to what people have said, to what the enemy says about you. And I'm not talking about any old dream will do. His, (laughs) his dream, not any dream, his calling, his kingdom purpose, not selfishly claiming things so that it's all about you. Abraham had a call that God wanted to bless him, but it was much more than him. He said, and I'm going to make you a blessing. Isn't that wonderful? What a visual. My life is going to be a blessing to many. What a visual. What a visual. Some of you, it's time to change the screen of the inside of your heart and mind and start visualizing who you are in Christ and what is possible with him because all things are possible. You can walk out of a meeting. You can come sick and go healed. You can come bow down and go free. Anybody want to see that? We'll get it on the inside first and you'll see it easily manifest on the outside. Ah, Jesus. Just let's look at the master for one moment. You'll know the story. The multitudes have been following him hungry for the word. They were hearing things they'd never heard before. I mean, Jesus never brought condemnation on people. He never came to a meeting and he made you feel worse. You always left better. Even if it was challenging, you left better. Anyway, they'd followed him for three days and he says to Philip, I remember a trustee once saying this to me. I, I nearly booted them out. But anyway, he, he, Philip, Philip says, how are we going to feed all of these? How's this going to happen? We don't have enough resources. Trustees need to have visuals. 
that go way beyond the natural. And so do you. God's provision is more than you've got. More than than's in your bank account. And uh, Philip says, I don't know where we're going to get this stuff from. We can't do this. Send them all away. We can't meet these needs. And Jesus took the five loaves, two fish. You know it so well. But we miss a little detail. He looked up. That doesn't mean he adjusted his head. It doesn't mean a physical looking up. It meant, in the, in the Greek, it means he looked twice. So he saw that there definitely isn't anything here to feed that crowd. But when he looked up, he took a second look. And he saw an abundance. He saw it and he said, Lord, bless this little with heaven's abundance. And he imagined, he visualized it before he distributed it to the disciples. Isn't that awesome? You need to take a second look at your life with the abundance of provision that God has for you. Take a second look when people have said you're stupid, you're useless, or probably the worst comment that parents can give to children is, you're such a disappointment to me. Anybody ever heard that? You're such a disappointment to me. Or a husband and a wife, they could say that. But God wants us to take another look at how we see husbands and wives. You're a gift from God for each other. Come on, you're God's gift. Me being single, I'm a gift. Praise the Lord. Some of you are looking at me like, no, she, no, you're not. No, you're not. Yes, I am. Yes, I am. You see, if I got stuck in what people said I could not do or would limit me, you see, I don't mind being a woman. I've decided that God saw my unformed body and said, girl. I had a bit of bother visualizing planting a church with my inner screen. I went, nah, not two women. But God hasn't done bad with two. And, and it's God's work. It's not human work. So male or female, it's not human. It's anointing. It's the power of God. That's what this is. And we're not there yet because we're going to see an exceedingly great army raised up. That's the visual. Oh yeah, happy days. Loads of people are going to get saved and healed and restored and walking as followers of Jesus Christ. Wonderful. What a vision. You know all these empty chairs? Visualize. Filled 
I mean, when everybody's here, it's quite full. But, you know, we just need to see. We just need to see God expanding and growing the work of the kingdom, which is people. I'm going to finish with a story that I think is hilarious. And I hope this will help you in your faith that God can even fix you. Say that, God can fix me. (laughs) Even me. Because this is a process I'm personally going through, right? Because the enemy has brought disappointment and words from other people who've kind of pushed limits on me. It could be anything. It could be your age. It could be your your gender. It could be uh, your job. It could be your financial status. It could be the house you live in. The enemy will use anything to make you feel like a grasshopper. And there's so many giants that you can't face. You're just a bug. And the enemy likes to bring you down from created in the image of God not even to a monkey, which is ridiculous. God is not a monkey. Created in the image of God. Come on, let's face it. Let's turn it round. And therefore, neither are we. I don't originate from an ape. Oh, happy day, church. Come on, let's celebrate the creator and his amazing creation in making man. And that the devil won't lower the revelation down to something or even a big bang. No big bang made you. You are a miracle. Incredible miracle. You are amazing. God made in his image, like him, amazing. Where was I? Went off, never mind. Let's look at this story. Sorry about that, we're gonna finish with this. It's hot, isn't it? Is it just me? Are you receiving? Because I believe this is an adjustment It's not a massive overhaul, although for one or two of you it might be. But I think it's just an adjustment of believing what God says, his promises for you, but starting to visualize them happening and seeing yourself. I've been visualizing Romans 8, 11. And it says... If the spirit of Christ dwells in you, who raised Jesus from the dead. Okay, just just imagine the Holy Spirit after three days in the tomb. It was, dead is dead. It's not alive. The spirit of Christ who raised Jesus from the dead, dwells in you. He who raised Christ from the dead, where will he do it from? He'll give life to your mortal bodies from the inside. Where does the spirit live? It's not a theory, you see. He's all-powerful, almighty God. 
And so I've been visualizing energy, strength, health, healing. God is able. If anything's broken, he can fix it. He can restore it and he will restore it. I'm visualizing life in my body. I'm fully tanked up, by the way. Fully. Because I'm seeing not what I don't have, but I'm seeing what I already have. You're a container of God. Think. Overwhelming screenplay there. You're a container of God. Imagine what is possible with your life. Now, finally, this story in Genesis 18. This has amused me no end this week and I trust it will amuse you because this is, God has um, Abraham. He's communi- We looked at this last week. He communicated to Abraham um, in Genesis 15 and he speaks his word, his promise first And then Abraham says, I just don't see it, God. I'm too old. (laughs) I just can't see it. There's nothing in my circumstances that I'm looking at that could make that possible. I'm actually 90 years old. That part of my life isn't working. I'll leave it there. I think you know what I mean. Do Do you know what I mean? It's not working. And if I look at Sarah, it's definitely not working. Because she's not working. Anyway, God took him outside. He said, come, come. I want you to look at the stars of the sky. So shall your descendants be. And no light pollution means, I mean, if countless, countless, countless stars. And that's by night and by day, I want you to visualize all the dust as you walk through the places I've called you to be. You see all the dust that gets in between your toes, down your toenails, sorry, I'm visualizing. That number. (laughs) I want you to visualize it. So God helped him to believe. And at that point, Abraham believed it said. He needed help and the visual helped him to believe the promise. Got it? Got it? The visual helped him. Works hand in hand with your faith. Hope always works with faith. A positive imagination, a visual of what God has promised. Anyway, Sarah has been told by Abraham, who'd been told by God, it's time to change your name. Anybody know the story? And so Abram was now called Abraham, which meant father of nations. He was to confess what he wasn't yet. Got it? And he said to Sarah, Sarah, I met with God. I had an amazing encounter with God. I've got a word, you know that old word we've had for years? But God's told me again, that really is gonna happen. Told me to visualize it. But he's also said, I need to start calling you Sarah, which means mother of nations. 
and I need you to call me Abraham, which means father of nations. And anybody who calls your name, they need to say, hey, mother of nations, come here. So these guys were well taught by God. Because how many of you know we need to speak what God says is true of us before we see it? It's called confessing the word. But Sarah was confessing without any faith or any hope. How many of you have ever done that? Just a few of us honest people. I've confessed things that I haven't really believed in my heart or visualized and just hoped it would work. But it wasn't rooted in faith. So God comes to Abram and he comes in three persons. And later on, the scriptures tell us this is the Lord. And Abraham offers him hospitality. He gets Sarah cooking and he said, please stay. We want to entertain you. Not knowing at that point it was God. What a wonderful story. I love it. The gift of hospitality will open your life to miracles. I just fully believe that, that God, it's one of the main gifts in the body of Christ, that when we welcome people into our homes, that there is a, there's opportunity for miracles. Wonderful. Anyway, so Abraham says, come, and he feeds these three men. And then in verse nine, we're going to read these few verses. And they said to him, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, where is Sarah, your wife? I think he knew. Uh, <laughs> but Abraham answered and said, here in the tent. And he said, I will certainly return to you according to the time of life. And behold, Sarah, your wife, shall have a son. Sarah was listening at the tent door which was behind him. Now, Abraham and Sarah were old and well advanced in age, and Sarah had passed the age of childbearing. Therefore, Sarah laughed within herself. It was wonderful. It's just, this, this is God interacting, the infinite awesome creator interacting with this woman. He's got Abraham on side, but Sarah, it's another matter. She laughed with him herself and said, after I've grown old, I will have this pleasure, my Lord, also being old. Then the Lord said to Abraham, why does Sarah laugh? Saying, surely I'll bear him a child, bear his child since I'm old. Is anything too hard for the Lord. At the appointed time, I will return to you according to the time of life and Sarah shall have a son. But Sarah denied it and said, God, I didn't laugh. I mean, are you seeing this? The God who sees what's on the inside of each one of us right now knows what's going on. I didn't laugh. She said that wasn't me. I didn't do that. 
she was afraid. She was afraid of God, but he was kind because he wanted to fix her. Because he wanted to fix the inside before the miracle could happen on the outside. It was wonderful. Sarah denied it and he said, no, you did laugh. I absolutely love the kindness of God coming into an encounter with Abraham and his wife. Just think of it. He's identified as the Lord here. But I also think it took all three of them to get to Sarah. I'll leave it there. We'll have to all go for this one. She's so stuck in thinking and seeing herself, I'm just a worn out old bird. The worn out part, the old, I'm too old, is about, it's to describe a piece of cloth that has been worn so thin, it's nearly over. But I want to tell you, just because you haven't seen it yet, doesn't mean God can't fix you on the inside so that you can see what he said he would do on the outside. Sarah's laugh was her first. Me? I'm too old. I've never had children and I never will. I'm past it. This is ridiculous, which is why she laughed the laugh of unbelief. How have you ever done this with a promise like, let me just say John 14, 12. Jesus said, he who believes in me will do the same works that I do. I think we're a bit franky in our response. We kind of would love to, we wanna go there. How many wanna go there? I wanna go there, I wanna go, I wanna leap, I wanna, I wanna get, but I just, I'm not sure I see myself doing the same works. This is not fantasy. This isn't pig's fly mode. This is God's truth about what is possible with your life. Not because of you, but because of Christ on the inside of you. But like Sarah, we can almost reject these words and just say, I can give you the reference and I can even quote it. And I can even confess it, but I'm not just, I'm just not seeing it. And the problem is, it needs fixing in our hearts and in our minds. And we know how to fix it, meditate, spend time on the one word. And once you start visualizing it, it's a matter of time before it comes into existence. Do you know within three months, Hebrews 11 verse 11 says, by faith, Sarah received strength to conceive. 
She received faith and she received hope. And it finishes, the story finishes with giving birth to a son and they called him Isaac. Isaac means one who laughs. There's the laugh of unbelief that's on the inside that needs to come out so that we can have a true laughter because we're seeing the manifestation of the promises of God. With God, all things are possible. And so we're gonna stand and respond to the Lord. How are you doing? Thank you, Jesus. How many of you have heard the Lord this morning? How many of you know that once or twice you might have laughed when God said something over your life that he sees you doing, but you haven't yet seen yourself operating in it? So Heavenly Father, we thank you. We hope you've enjoyed this message from Kingdom Faith Southwest. For further information, log on to kingdomfaithsw.com.